I, uh, I've always tried to be honest with you about what's been going on with me from the deaths of my parents to my struggles with depression to what ultimately led me to leave California for the East Coast. Today I want to share something that I haven't really talked about and it, it's something that's affected me for years and in many ways has been at the core of some of my darkest days. On Friday, I'm having surgery on my eyes. And to say that I'm nervous about it is a bit of an understatement. I'm actually a little terrified. I mean, I'm a visual artist. What would I do without my eyes, especially since I can't sing or dance? Let me back up a little. When I was in college, and this must have been 1988, maybe 1989, I was in the scene shop working on sets for a new show. And we were stenciling this Victorian wallpaper pattern on a series of flats. And it, it was basically a grid of multi-part, multi-colored stencils where you, you paint one panel and move the stencil and paint the next one and so on. Now, I'd been up most of the previous night doing homework, so I was already exhausted. In fact, for the better part of I don't know, probably three semesters between work and school and then crewing and working on the shows. I was averaging maybe three or four hours of sleep a night. So like I said, I was exhausted. And we were working on this grid of wallpaper. And Selena, one of the other scenics, looked at me and said, what the hell is wrong with your eyes? And I was like, what do you mean? And she said, go look. So I went in the bathroom and looked in the mirror and my right eye was completely crossed. I must have been, I don't know, 20, 30 degrees off axis. My head was pounding, but I just thought it was because I was so tired. Um, it had happened a couple times before when I was really fatigued, but never this dramatically. So my advisor, Herb, told me to go home and get some sleep, which I did. Long story short, over the next three decades, occasionally became often, and finally often became all the time, though not nearly as severe as that day in the scene shop, but enough that I could notice it. In the beginning, I was self-conscious about it, but since it didn't happen all the time, I was able to somewhat manage my own feelings around it. But as it began to happen more frequently, it became the only thing that I saw when I looked in the mirror and I hated it. Close friends and family insisted that you can barely tell, but I knew what I saw. And if I saw it, so did everyone else. And it became, it became the flaw that I attached my self-image to. And as it got worse, my own sort of self-loathing grew. Eventually, I went to an ophthalmologist who told me that my eyes didn't track together and that the fovea, that little spot on the retina where the image is supposed to focus, was off axis in my right eye, probably due to a muscle imbalance. And the condition is called strabismus. And in my case, it basically means that my brain is getting two different sets of images from my eyes rather than one stereo image. And it's constantly trying to decide which data is correct. Um, occasionally, it tries to merge the two, resulting in double vision because of the off-axis 
part of my right eye. But ultimately, it just disregards the data and results in fatigue and headaches. And I can't really read for longer than a few minutes at a time. In recent years, it has really defined and consumed how I see myself. That's why I don't like to be in photographs or have a YouTube show despite repeated requests. That's why I have long hair, at least one of the reasons, and why I have tinted glasses. You know, whatever I can do to keep your attention away from my eyes so you don't see how ugly I feel. So at the end of 2018, last year, I went to another ophthalmologist who specializes in this type of microsurgery. She told me that she could correct it. And after a couple examinations and talking to her about my specifics, I learned that her father had the same condition and that was what inspired her to pursue it as a career, which was oddly comforting and, I don't know, left me feeling cautiously optimistic. Regardless, I wanted to share it with you because it's been weighing on me so heavily and despite my fear and uncertainty, I'm doing it anyway. Because when an expert in the field tells you that they can change your life, you want to believe them. Just the possibility that this cloud could be lifted even part way is worth the risk. As I said, I don't know how this will turn out, but I have hope and a willingness to try. I mean, can two hours in an OR really wipe away decades of hating what I see in the mirror? I, I don't know. I don't know. She seems to think so. I guess I'll let you know next week. Anyway, thanks for listening.